All right. After 60 days, a whole Stanley Cup, a Jacob Truba becoming captain, a Connor McDavid, who knows where he is, a Kel McCarr starting feet picks, everybody having everything, liquid, solid, you name it, in Lord Stanley's Cup. We, the Puckwave podcast, are finally back. Not even going to pretend I know what episode number this is because it's been too long and I'm too stupid. Um, I'm the guy with the microphone. And as always, we have Jacob Lucas, America's goalie, Jackson Bowline. Um, all right. Like I said, we've missed a lot. What's been new? Um, Mike Smith replaced, thankfully. Wild it's- free agency in general. I mean. Kadri hasn't even signed yet. That's just. That's no like knows. surprising to me, but not really. Because if the Islanders are your only suitor, it's going to take forever. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people tossing around like the good old theory that um, the Islanders have them signed and they're just holding the announcement for who knows what reason. That would be like a very Islander thing to do, though. It would. No one else is looking out of it. They're just like, we're going to keep it close to the chest. The last time I can think of was when Artemi Panarin wound up signing with the Rangers. A lot of people thought he was going to the Islanders. And that just went on and on and on. And then eventually it's like, oh, the Rangers offered him like way more money and he's going there now. So, nope, we offered him less. He took less money to play for us. He wanted to come play for the Rangers, which is so funny to me. I'll always be able to hold that over Islanders fans, but you know, they won four cups. Looking back at it though, like makes a lot of sense. My door just slammed shut for no reason. Gotta love oh, it. <laughs> World juniors are going on though. Yeah. That's that's been exciting. Auckland USA 4 0 in preliminary play for the first time ever. Shout out friend of the show, Big Dick Nick. He hit me with that antidote before. Jackson, you uh, hit your cam a little bit. It's a little high. We can see oh, that. Whoops. Luke there Hughes taking America by storm. He's doing this at 10 o'clock at night on the East Coast. He's doing it at 2 o'clock on the afternoon on a Saturday. He's America's defenseman now. Kale McCarr, who? I mean, he's Canadian anyways. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Canada doing Canada things just in general. Like, is anyone surprised? No. Are they still somehow putting up 10 goals a game? Yeah. Connor Bedard is an absolute menace on the ice. Like, that yeah. dude is going to make grown men look silly in about a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, I don't want to just seem like I'm touting like Rangers here. Like, he's he's looking disgusting. Othman, though, Othman's looking nice, too. Like, I had my... I was like, oh, I don't know how he's going to be because he got started on the fourth line. He's already progressed up. Like, that combo right now for Canada is destroying everybody. Yeah, he's he's got to be like the at least one of the biggest prospects since McDavid. Um, I think just because how touted he's been for this long. Um, I mean, it's a lot like Lafreniere uh, was before uh, he got drafted. It's it's just crazy the stats he puts up and and his move. If he was Connor McDavid's size, I think he'd, I hate to still say that um, in this time of NHL, but I, I do think he'd be like unanimous, uh, number one, even though he already is, but I think he'd be McDavid level prospect. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, I know Lafreniere was like hyped up. I'm not like underselling that. I feel like he's being hyped up as a different kind of player. Yeah. Like Lafreniere was like, he was hyped up as like a skillful player, but like everyone was saying like, he's got a bit of grit, a bit of tenacity to his game. Like they could see him being a little like, a little physical alongside, whereas like Bedard just seems like he is like McDavid in terms of just like pure skill. He's not going to try and beat you with a body. He's just going to beat you by putting the puck between your legs before you even know where it is. Yeah. Yeah. His, his hands are one of the best we've seen. And uh, from my, what I can remember the last five years of the draft. Oh yeah, for sure. Something really interesting about Connor Bedard. And I'd love your opinions on it is the NBA has had this happen it past like five, seven years where we grow up with the players that wind up going number one overall. Like we all knew who Zion Williamson was when he was literally 12 years old in the NHL. It's less common that to happen. Like we all knew Connor McDavid from a really young age. We all knew Austin Matthews, but it feels like Connor Bedard is the first one that really everybody in the social media age like grew up with and has seen on their timelines, on their feeds for years and years already. And this is like, he's a year away from getting drafted. We already know he's going number one. We don't know where he's going. We've seen every highlight of his, and this is like the Shane Wright kind of, and I mean, we could get into that whole debacle, how he was a year ago. We haven't podcasted since, oh, wow. Yeah. I just, we texted about it so much. I forgot. We haven't even talked about Shane Wright. Yeah. I mean, that guy, it really stinks. He went to Seattle because like he was definitely going to kill himself draft night. And then, you know, you just go to doom and gloom in the Pacific Northwest. And, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy for Matty Beniers that he gets like a real guy. Um, But yeah, Connor Bedard, like the first guy, I feel like we've really grown up with and will now in a year be an NHL player. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, We've been seeing highlights of him since since we were in high school. I mean, like, since Christina and I, like, I mean, I don't know, like, when you started seeing him, but, like, I've been seeing them for at least five years, like, I think, maybe four. But, yeah, we've grown up with him in the social media age, and he does just seem like that guy. Like, everyone is like, oh, this prospect's going to be the next big thing, and it's a hit or a miss. But, I mean, he feels like if he missed, he'd be – one of like the biggest busts in like post 2000s draft memory. Like he just seems like he's going to be that dude. Like he really does. It's there's no other way for me to describe it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can think of that would slow his progression is injury or I don't know. He just stops trying, I guess so he gets his mind off of hockey and I don't see that happening at all. I mean, looking at playing, even like, I know the world dreams are going on now, but when they were going on in December um, for that short little while before that they got canceled till now, um, he was lightening up and he was a year younger then. Uh, he w- and now he's, he's just looks way better than he even did then. So it just seems like he's getting better and better each year. And he's already playing with um, NHL guys. I mean, this, this world juniors has a lot of guys who could potentially break an NHL record or not an NHL record, an NHL roster um, this, this coming season, just because the the odd rules rules that there are. So he's playing with pros right now. Yeah. One thing that's interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. JB Mason McTavish is captain of that team Canada team. And the NHL doesn't really do this as much as the other three sports, 
But Trevor Zegris liked the tweet implying that they should tank for Connor Bedard. <laughs> now I'll open this up to you two after. If the Anaheim Ducks do this, that would just be the stupidest, most Anaheim Duck thing ever. You like, you can be bad, not intentionally. Like if they stumble into the first pick because they tried and they, you know, just didn't have the talent. But you can't intentionally with this team and what they have now, like tank. There's just no way that would be such a step setback. Yeah, you get Connor Bedard, but you know you still have to go through the lottery. You still have to. There's a lot of really bad NHL teams out there. There's a lot of teams that have whores from Canada that just came to their team that, you know, they may not be that good, really. But you cannot tank. And I know Trevor Zegers just liked it. It's not, like, going to be their mission statement. But if you're Anaheim, just I wouldn't get too sold on Connor Bedard coming to your neck of the woods. Yeah. You're really made an enemy for life out of you, huh? <laughs> We can we can get into some like slut discussion after, but I'm I'm curious about what you guys think about this Anaheim thing. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, they weren't the best team. I mean, they were what second to last in the division, only to Seattle behind them. I think wasn't a great season from them, if I remember correctly. But they weren't like an atrocious team. I mean, they had flashes of young talent. And I'm just, I'm going to cite two Rangers because just given that I like follow Ranger news, I was just most surprised. Stroman Vetrano went there, just like two of the bigger names that went there. And I mean, Strom, all the empty net means you want and everything, but he's a solid, he's a solid center. He can set up some good assists. Vetrano, good player, got a wicked shot. He'll back check. He, I mean, like when you add guys like that onto a roster that already has a ton of young talent and a Calder finalist, like he didn't win it, but Zegers, like, freaking fantastic like you can't just try i agree you can't try and get the number one pick and i don't think tanking is a logical option like give it your best shot like make make players want to come to you instead of trying to like roll the dice for the best player in the draft yeah the other thing with the ducks is it's something that uh it hurts them in an odd way, and I think it's been discussed a lot of times with the Ducks just the last five years, is they have one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. And when they were like one of the worst teams in the NHL, now they have some talent. They're a little better than they were, say, three or four years ago. John Gibson keeps them in every single game throughout the year. Uh, his stats are not the top of the league um, because of the team he's been on the last couple of years, but... John Gibson is a big reason why the Ducks haven't been able to get a top pick um, other than Mason McTavish, who, as we're talking about this, I'm watching the Sweden game right now, and they're showing highlights of the Canada game, and Mason McTavish and Connor Bedard are just unbelievable together. I mean, McTavish had a, or Bedard had a crazy, or McTavish had a crazy pass to Bedard, and it's just crazy the connection those two have, uh, and it was odd timing that they are talking about it, and they were just showing replays now, but yeah, I mean, it's a hard team to, to tank. They have some talent on their team, um, and then bringing in those veterans, and then John Gibson. I, I do. I just I think they're too good to to tank um, through the. Not that they're a good team per se, but John Gibson makes it hard. Um, I think they're good he, enough team. Yeah, yeah. And not for anything, you don't bring in John Klingberg 
to just purposely get the number one overall pick. I get it. Like, if you want to trade literally everything besides Troy Terry, John Gibson, Trevor Zegris, and Mason McTavish for Connor Bedard, go for it. I'm, I'm all for that. But you can't. Yeah, you can't waste. You know, this and this will be the last. By the time Bedard would even hypothetically get there, Zegris is getting paid through the roof. Yeah. If you just look at his buddy, you know, savior of my franchise, brother of Luke Hughes, Jack Hughes, he's making eight million, and that's like a steal. So, figure Zegras will get that, or maybe a little bit more. And you know, at that point, you can't really fumble around with rebuilding again and blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't see how the Blackhawks don't end up with the number one overall pick, uh, which as a wild fan, it would crush me to see uh, the Blackhawks end up with somebody with Connor, like Connor Bedard, but they trade away everybody <laughs> except well, for Taze yeah. and Kane. <laughs> yeah. They trade away all the young guys. They keep the old yeah. ones. It, we don't know why. Doesn't make too much sense to me, but, but yeah. Speaking of, anybody got any thoughts on Patty Kane where he might wind up? If he'll wind up anywhere else. My thought is he moves by the deadline. Like everyone was saying it this year, but like, I feel like by this time next year, you actually are going to see him move. Like, you know, people are saying it every year and there's nothing really that makes me say this is the year more than others. It just really feels like given all that they've sold in the off season and everything, all that they moved at the trade deadline, like it doesn't feel like there's a path forward for Patty Kane in Chicago. And I feel like he's made it clear that he's kind of got one foot out the door already. So I just feel, <clears throat> sorry, I just feel like this trade deadline, like you'll probably see a move by then. And if you don't, like definitely in the next off season. As for who's going who's gonna to go to, I really have no idea. Like everyone was saying the Rangers reunited with Panarin. I don't want him. I don't want him. Like he's a good player, sure. But he's too old and will require too big of a contract for the Rangers to acquire him, in my opinion. Like, especially yeah. with the contracts we have coming up. Yeah. So one name that I've thought about, I think he's a Buffalo kid, if I remember right. I think the Sabres. I think he, he – I don't know if it's a great move for the Sabres, but I think the Sabres, if they get off to a good start this year, um, they're going to – I mean, they, they've gone through so much the last five years, and their fans are sick of uh, not winning. It's a good hockey town. And I think this is a move that they – it would make sense for them uh, to try to spark something. Um, and they've got some young, skilled guys like Tage Thompson. Um, and, I mean, Darlene. Owen Power eventually. Yeah, Owen Power. Probably this season. So, I mean, I feel like that would be a, a move that would make sense. Um, it's just the, that's what I've been thinking about the last um, – since he kind of requested a, a trade. Um, but the other guy – Jonathan Taze, he made it very clear that he's not he, – he wants out of there if this is going to be a rebuild. And that's the guy I can't – I mean, he's been – he's shown – Patrick Kane has still been consistent um, the last couple of years. But Ta- Jonathan Taze is not who who used to be. Um, so that's the one I'm curious about. I didn't even think of Kane being a Buffalo. You're right. He There could really be a little hometown reunion going on. I mean, if you want to try and bring in someone to – Teach the, <clears throat> sorry, travel my throat. Teach the kids for a couple of years. I mean, bringing in someone like Patrick Kane, yeah. I mean, what a player to bring in. 
good point. Yeah, I feel like that definitely sounds good. Like, it's funny that you brought up Tage Thompson because, you know, you're talking puck with your buddies during the summer and somebody randomly to me was like, hey, you know about Tage Thompson? Like, he's pretty good. I'm like, I know, dude. Like, I think I posted pretty much every single goal he scored this year. I don't think outside of Western New York, there's a bigger Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, bigger Tage Thompson fan than me. And, you know, Tice Thompson, hopefully he can be, you know, as good. Uh, but for Buffalo, yeah, that would be good. It'd bring people in. They'd buy jerseys, blah, blah, blah. I think, I don't think Patrick Kane, I don't know if he has a NTC or not, but I don't see how he would want to go there unless, you know, they start like they did last year and then they actually sustain that. But I mean, like, it's a, it's a similar situation to Claude Giroux. Obviously, he's not the captain and he has won Stanley Cups, so it's a little different in that sense. But, you know, it's going to be whichever team gives him or gives the Blackhawks the best return and gives him the best chance to get another one. Yeah. I mean, another team you always have to watch out for is the Lightning, um, but I can't imagine their cap space uh, will allow that. Hey, they've been creative. Speaking of cap space and teams that have, we'll say, manipulated it with their little friend, long-term IR, the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights just stay making moves that nobody knows. I actually explained to a couple people that followed the NHL very closely. They didn't know that probably Vegas is one of the more hated teams now because of the hijinks that they've pulled the past few years, the way they've manipulated certain things, how they've traded literally everybody for or cents on the dollar at that point. Max Pacioretty goes to the Canadians. He kind of trashes the Knights on the way out. Okay. Nolan Patrick now is on LTIR, supposedly, for next season. That team, just the state of Vegas, who knows what it'll be. One of the worst managed teams in the entire league. I mean, to have that first year... Even that first couple of years, if I remember correctly, they didn't make as deep of a run the second year, but they still made the playoffs, if I remember correct. Yeah. To have that kind of start to your franchise, to have that successful of an expansion draft with the trades you make after it. And then to be here doesn't make any sense at all. Like, how do you do that? How do you mismanage a team so badly and turn them into one of the most hated teams in the league when, like, everyone was pulling for the new team to like come on the block and win it their first year at least everyone i know wanted that to happen yeah they're uh they're on a track to being a rebuilding team pretty fast um and the the problem with that is they've traded their first round picks nearly every year um since they've been in existence i mean like cody glass is a big example traded him fairly quickly um <laughs> i think it was just a couple years ago they actually could have traded him but and then uh, Robin Leonard, he's going to be out for the next season with surgery. They don't have a goalie because they, they screwed over the situation with Marc-Andre Fleury. They don't have a goalie next year. Um, they still have some good players. Um, but, yeah. I they also traded the world for Eichel. Yeah. And then, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a team that doesn't know where their future is. Um, and it doesn't look too bright. So, I think Eichel, there's a chance Eichel might be uh, – Regretting his decision pretty quickly. I think he demands another trade that fast. Yeah, I don't know, but 
I, I don't see how they're going to be good next year unless they find another goalie. I mean, who is their, their goalie other than um, Leonard? I, don't, I, I have to look that up, but. They got to bring just, in Mike Smith. Yeah, I just don't see how they're going to be good. Other than, yeah, it's it's Logan Thompson, Michael Hutchinson, and, and Brassant. It's not looking too good at the goaltender. One of those guys. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where the, the Knights are going to be next year. Something that has been very common this offseason, it's three teams that have won Stanley Cups and three teams that have had cores that have just been incredible for a sustained period of time, those being the Washington Capitals, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Boston Bruins. All of their players aging, where are they going to go, blah, blah, blah. Well, they all came back. They even brought people back. David Krejci did not know he wasn't in the NHL last year. I'm not even going to lie. When they re-signed him, I was like, oh, okay. But no, he was playing wherever he's from. I forget. Um, what do you guys think of this strategy of these aging teams now, the Capitals and the Penguins, they're a very popular team to pick in the team that made it to playoffs this year but won't next year. What do you guys think of these guys, you know, going for one final ride with their cores that have done so much for their franchises? Personally, I think it's a bad move. I mean, we've heard we've heard the last dance for the Penguins for what feels like three or four years now. I mean – you know, that trio, as much as I hate to say it, given that, like, I'm a Ranger fan, as a Devils fan, you probably don't really like saying it either. They were absolutely lethal. But all of them are past their prime. Every one of them is aging. Every one of them, day by day, is getting closer to retirement. Like, I don't understand why you're continuing to shell out the money and continue to invest your capital and continue to invest some of the, like, best years of the NHL draft coming up in these guys when you could just decide, okay, they were fantastic for us. They're Pittsburgh legends, but it's time for us to go to the next chapter. I mean, and same goes for the Capitals. They're not moving away from those guys either. Like Ovechkin's a legend, but you know, there's a time where you got to say like goodbye to some of these players that have done great things for your franchise and just move on to the next era. Yeah. The Boston Bruin one, that one is uh, surprising to me. I mean, Bergeron, I think he's injured for quite a while this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Krejci, he was playing in, I think, Slovakia. And I believe that's where he's from. I might be wrong, but he was playing Slovakia for a year. He's going to come back. And he was an okay player. He, he was a solid player. I mean, I don't even know who I'd compare him to. But, I mean, he was a solid player. He was a really good player in his prime, but his aging years, he was, he was solid. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing uh, in Boston. It's an aging core, and this might be a hot take, but I can't see Pasternak being back with the team after he's – I think he's done this year or next year. Uh, his contract's up. I think he's gone. I think he's going to switch. He's going to sign somewhere else. I think he's going to get more money there because they're spending a lot of money on on those guys like uh, Bergeron and, and Marchand and Coyle. They signed a horrible contract, and I love Charlie Coyle. He's an old Minnesota Wild, but – they signed a horrible contract with Charlie Coyle, who's really not that great of a player. The I I didn't have problems with the Penguins. I think they still have enough around, and I get it. Like if you have three legends, you know you want to keep them there forever. Uh, the Penguins, I think, will be fine. The Capitals, I 
I don't really agree with some of the moves they made in the Bruins. Like I'm not saying the Bruins missed the playoffs, but like, I don't, I don't think they're going to win another Stanley cup. I think they had a good year or a good chance to do this year. It was just kind of an unfortunate draw for them. But I mean, Hey, if you're a fan of these teams, like you got your cups, you got the memories. And now like, you don't have to see these guys in a Jersey and of a different team. And you know, it's that's okay. You can you, you're content with that. Yeah, yeah. And the Capitals they have some prospects. I just I could be just blanking, but I can't name a single like top prospect in the Boston organization who's going to be playing this year. Um, the Penguins, you said it. I mean, they've been a they've been a, a team that everybody says it's going to be a, another Stanley Cup run for this team and. How many how many years does Sidney Crosby have left and Malkin really have left of dominance? Yeah. I mean Malkin's past his years of dominance yeah. already. Crosby, maybe got one or two more. Yeah. What'll probably happen is the three of them are all just like, all right, you know, like we started this together, we'll end this together. Like I don't see them like I don't see Chris Latang playing three years longer than the two of them. Like they're probably just all when they're done, they're done. All right, this is why I brought everybody back. It's going on August 16th now. Uh, it's just, you know, there's the World Junior started, but that doesn't really quench our thirst of hockey needs and whatnot. Um, so I wanted the boys to come up with a proclamation for the upcoming season. Um, seeing as how I'm the ringleader of this whole operation, mine it's two teams that I'm going to talk about, but an added bonus at the end of it, because I'm pretty confident it'll happen. So what mine is, is the New Jersey devils or the Arizona coyotes. One of the two, maybe two, I would love for both. One of the two will make the playoffs this upcoming season. And if they don't at the end of, of next season before the Stanley Cup. I myself, Steven, will make an OnlyFans only selling feet pictures and I will not stop until I make $150. That is how confident I am that either the New Jersey Devils or the Arizona State Coyotes will make the Stanley Cup playoffs next year. I'll say this. If Jack Hughes stays healthy, the Devils have a solid chance. If Hughes can stay on the ice, the Devils have a good chance. Because that falls in that could fall in line with my prediction or my spicy hot proclamation. And that is the reigning Metropolitan Division champions, the Carolina Hurricanes, miss the playoffs. I know, I know, I know. It seems really bold, but they they only kept or acquired a few big names this offseason. They um hung on to Nikas and they hung on to bear and neither are major names, but you know, both solid players for Carolina. They acquired Pacioretty, but he's out for six months until February with a torn Achilles. He's getting surgery or already had it. And they got Brent Burns and like, you know, veteran, but one of the up there veterans that isn't going to be the biggest contributor among the guys they lost Domi, Ian Cole, Brendan Smith, Trocheck, Tony D'Angelo, Nito Niederreiter. That is some like 
they lost some major players. And let's be honest, they didn't replace them with anyone. Like not one of those players got replaced with someone like of equal or higher caliber for Carolina. So I see them taking a step back. I will say this, I'll rein it in a little bit. They have a chance at wild card, but I think they might miss the playoffs. I think you'll see the Rangers. I think you'll see the Penguins. The Capitals fringe, maybe. I think the Devils are going to be up there. And then, I mean, in the Atlantic, you have the Panthers, you have the Leafs, you have Tampa Bay, you have Boston, all of whom could make the playoffs again. And then two teams who I think are going to be up and coming next year, you have the Red Wings and the Senators. I think you could see Carolina get bumped out out of the playoffs. Yeah, and that brings me to my uh, hot take, you could say. Um, I think the Red Wings are going to make the playoffs this year, and I think I like it. I'm going to say they make it past the first round. Even I, I'm very high on the Red Wings, which is dangerous, uh, considering how they've been the last couple of years. But they made some they made some pretty good moves this offseason. I mean, they've they got like Kubalik. I love. There's one sneaky player who I really like on the Red Wings, and that's. Uh, it's by a suitor who had a great year with the red, with the Blackhawks um, a couple years ago. And in Blackhawk fashion, they, they pass on a young guy who had a really good year, uh, just like Panarin. And he went to the red, red wings and he still put up pretty good numbers. I love their fourth line. They've got some tough guys who are pretty good on the defensive. I mean, defensively in like Geno Smith or, or not Geno Smith. They don't have Geno Smith. Uh, Giovanni Smith. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they have some really tough guys like Andrew Cop, and they signed Andrew Cop um, this offseason. Discount to go play with them too, which you know helps yeah. the cap space in the future. Yeah, and I love Robert um, Robert. Uh, uh, what's his name? Robert um, Fabry, and I, I just really like the team. Uh, Zadina could take a big step this year. That'd be huge for them too. And yeah. I mean, contract wasn't great, but they got Sherrod like. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you don't even need to say it, but Raymond and Sider, two of the oh, yeah. best young guys in the league. Like, Yeah, um, and they have – I agree. Yeah, and they have um, Edmondson uh, coming up defensively, Simon Edmondson, who – just a giant defenseman, which, yeah, I mean, we're in the day of the NHL where big defensemen don't really mean as much as they used to, but this guy can skate and score, um, and he's an exciting guy too. So I think they're – I think they're a team to watch. And they signed Vinny Huso, who, when he gets hot, he's a good goaltender. And, and maybe, Nav- um, I'm going to say this very wrong, Nadeljevic, Nettie. Um, yeah, the, uh, he might play better and not a starter role like he did had to do this year. Um, and more of that, not have to play every game. So I think the Red Wings are going are gonna to make the playoffs and maybe make a, make a splash in the playoffs. I think I think they can make the playoffs too. And I mean, just to note about Huso, like, yeah, I mean, he does good. Like when he gets consistent starts. I mean, he played 40 games for St. Louis last year. Yeah. Um, 25, seven and six. Like that's not too bad. Basically, a 0.92 save percentage. Like some solid numbers when he's getting those starts. So. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah, and he, um, I like him a lot because uh, if he would have been starter, other than. Uh, Bennington, the Wild probably would have made the second round, but he played very bad in the playoffs. But he had a good end of the year on the regular season. Yeah, so, I mean, for the middle of August, that's all you're really going to get from us. Uh, this is last month without real hockey, though. 
Uh, sure to follow us on Instagram at the Puck Wave. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. We're on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, we should be back, you know, at some point. And never, ever, ever forget. Be sure to tell someone you love. Johnny Goudreau is a whore. <laughs> We're out. See you on the next one. And uh, stay safe, everybody. Great way to end it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect.